Hi there and welcome to episode 40 of the LDS study session with me, Matt Roberts. And today I wanted to share just a little small study about something that I learned about yesterday at our State General Priesthood meeting. Um, we were learning uh, about kind of our potential and, and the opportunity that we have to, to partake in this great work of salvation. And um, we had a look at this section uh, in the Book of Mormon in Alma chapter 31. Now, we know here in Alma 31 that Alma uh, is planning a mission uh, to reclaim the, the Zoramites who have turned away from, from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, Alma obviously has to prepare a group of people to go to these people and try and bring as many back as they can to, to learn more of the Saviour. Now, what is interesting is that Alma, uh, in this situation, Alma the Younger, uh, was at one time uh, himself away from the church. He became apostate to the point that he was fighting against the church. Uh, we remember that he is he is stopped by an angel and he is asked why why is he trying seeking to, to destroy the church of God. Um, and so, you know, he was obviously seen as uh, someone that could be worked with by the Saviour and as we know through the events of his life, he, he comes to a point where he is the high priest of the church, um, which is great. You know, we can learn that no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, we, we have potential to change. However, this is made even more clear when you look at Alma's companions on this mission. When we look at uh, Alma chapter 31 verse 5, we kind of get the background of this. It says, And now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, yea, it had more powerful effects upon the minds of the people than the sword, or anything else which had happened unto them, Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God. This was a really uh, important point for Alma to really understand by this stage that he knew that the, the word would have a great powerful effect. We know this because, of course, unless people know uh, or are given the opportunity to learn about the things which they need to do, then they're not going to do it. And that's completely understandable. Uh, we know that this um, uh, Elder Quinton L. Cook uh, gave a talk in October 2012 entitled, Can Ye Feel So Now? He talks about this need that people have to, to be able to learn about what they need to do. He says, quote, C.S. Lewis, the striving, pragmatic Christian writer, poignantly framed the issue. He asserted that Christianity tells people to repent and promises them forgiveness, but until people know and feel they need forgiveness, Christianity does not speak to them. He stated, when you know you are sick, you will listen to the doctor, close quote. Um, and so Alma clearly understood this need to, to tell the people, to teach the people. I think we sometimes avoid uh, in the church the opportunities to call people to repentance. And I think that President Nelson framed the, the, the way we should teach repentance perfectly in his talk in, October, in April 2020, uh, 2019 general conference in the priesthood session that I've mentioned quite a few times on this podcast now. And if you haven't listened to that talk, I really encourage you to do so, whoever you are, because... It really has changed my life now up to this point. I'm doing this podcast partly because of, uh, as a result of that talk, me thinking about what I need to do to change and become more focused on my spiritual development as well as other areas and be, and be better or more susceptible to change to become more like my saviour. Uh, and so I really would recommend you to listen to that. Anyway, moving on to verse 6, which is what I want to focus on today. It then says, Therefore took Ammon and Aaron and Omna and Hibnon, he did leave the church, um, and <coughs> he did leave the church in Zarahemla, but the former three he took with him, and also Amulek and Zeezrom, who were at Melech, 
and he also took two of his sons. Now, what is interesting here is, once again, when you think about, right, well, if Alma's going to go to these people, he's going to want the best of the best. He's going to want the people who are going to really go and testify with the Spirit and try and bring as many of those people back to the way as they can. So we look here, we've got Ammon, Aaron, and Omna. Him and he's left uh, with the church in Zarahemla. We have Ammon, Aaron, and Omna. Again, where were they uh, previously, um, you know, 10 or 20 years before that? Again, they were away with Alma, uh, attacking the church, fighting against the church, former apostates, who have then been brought back uh, to a remembrance of their testimony and are now teaching the word. We then have Amulek. Now, Amulek is quite, quite an interesting one. Amulek, I think, was a different um, kind of person from Alma, uh, Ammon, Aaron, and Omna. Um, he didn't apostatize to the, from the church. He didn't turn away and fight against it, although he was uh, a member, we could say, of the church. But he had something else happen to him. Uh, he said in Alma, back when he started teaching with um, Alma in the first place, back in Alma chapter 20, 10, verse 6, Nevertheless, I did harden my heart, for I was called many times, and I would not hear. Therefore I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. Therefore I went on rebelling against God in the wickedness of my heart, even until the fourth day of the seventh month, which is in the tenth year of the reign of the judges. And then he goes on from that point to explain how he was visited by an angel, how he met Alma, and how he has kind of come back to the Lord. Um, I find this phrase really interesting that uh, Amulek gives. This phrase where he says, uh, Therefore I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. Um, like it's just fascinating that he uses that because clearly he, he, he accepts that he heard it before and that he listened but he wouldn't take it in or hear with his heart and his heart was hardened against it so basically we can see him as an inactive member or a member that has heard the word and has acted on it but now has kind of gone away from that and again isn't fighting against the church but has just moved away from what he should be doing and then we have Zeezra now, Zeezrim is another, um, altogether completely different, I think, to the previous ones mentioned here. Zeezrim was, wasn't a member from, from, what, I, from what we can gather, uh, and he, you know, he tried to argue against Alma and Amulek uh, when they were teaching, but then he was converted when they started teaching with the Spirit. Uh, so he's a convert. And then we have here um, two of his sons, not Helaman, but uh, Shiblon and, Cori and Corianton. Now, with these two, we, we have to kind of make a presumption here with them. We don't know much about their early life until this mission uh, to the Zoramites. We know that Shiblon was, was faithful uh, when he went to the Zoramites uh, afterwards and in the teaching. We, and we know that Corianton kind of made some mistakes uh, during this time, but he was invited to repent and he did so. Um, so, again, we've got a whole spectrum where Shiblon is probably the one out of these, these this list of people where you might consider him a member from when he was young and then kind of stay true to his testimony through his life. And then you have Corianton, who was in a similar situation to Shiblon, but then made mistakes and transgressions and, and uh, had, to be, had to repent for that, but then he came back. We've got here a whole spectrum of different people who are going to the Zoramites. And this, for me, it teaches a fantastic, valuable lesson that no matter who we are, if we have desires to serve God, then we're called to the work, as I uh, shared in the Doctrine and Covenants 4 um, study uh, a few days ago. Um, you know, all these people had reasons to say why they might not be wor worthy, in inverted commas, or 
why they might not be the best people to go and do this work. I've, I've spoken to so many people on my mission in leading as a leader in the church who have said, oh, you know, that they, they aren't good enough, that they're not worthy to go to the temple, or they're not good enough to do this. When actually they are one of the most, one, some of the best people that I've known, some of the most um, dedicated, some of the most determined people to, to try and do their best. And the fact is, is that, you know, as long as we're trying to do our best and trying to follow the Lord and making the right choices and doing the best that we can, then we're on the right path. Um, and so that's what I wanted to share, just kind of how these people, um, whilst there are a wide spectrum of different uh, contexts and different um, paths that have led them to this point where they were going to go on this mission, they were all qualified for the work because they had that desire. Uh, and that could be the same for all of us. And you can also, you know, consider other people that have been in this situation uh, as they've gone through uh, through their lives. You think of people like Moses, uh, who, you know, lived in Egypt and was probably, you know, not the closest to the Lord. And then he was called and, and he was qualified uh, to do this work. Another example uh, from the New Testament would, of course, be uh, Saul, who, we are, who we're going to study uh, this week in our Come Follow Me uh, section, uh, where he was, again, um, one of these people that's, Probably similar, most similar to, Z, to Zizram in this case, where he's fighting against the church. He hasn't been converted before, but then when he's given the opportunity to, to listen to the Saviour through, uh, through the Spirit, then he does listen and he makes those changes. Uh, so Saul, who becomes Paul, is another one of these where you might think, well, you know, he was one of the least likely people to, to join in the work of salvation, and yet he did. You think of Enos, who, again, probably similar to Amulek, where... He knew about the gospel. He uh, was aware of these things. He'd been taught them from when he was young by his father, Jacob. Uh, however, he then just kind of moved away or lost maybe the, the track of where he could be or what he could be in the service of the Lord. But then he, he knelt and prayed and had that marvellous experience that we, that we uh, learned about yesterday in our Book of Mormon study. Um, who, no matter who you are, you are called to the work if you have those desires. I'm grateful to know that, that our Saviour isn't a respecter of persons, that he, that he gives us all many chances and has great mercy uh, in this work. I mean, f to be honest, without it, I wouldn't be here right now. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm eternally indebted to that. So thanks for listening uh, and for kind of sharing my ramblings here. I've noticed that I've now got three subscribers, which is three more than I ever thought I would. So thank you so much for those listeners who are listening and thank you uh, for anyone else who is listening as well. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard, then please share so uh, at Matt S. Roberts 90. I'd love to hear from you or anything that you've been studying that I can share on a future episode would be amazing to hear from you and learn from you as well. Um, I'm grateful uh, for, for your time and have a wonderful week. Until we meet again.